Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Night Court. We are with you talking some basketball and whatever else might be on our mind. I'm Rob Fisher. Brevin Knight is alongside. Hello, BK. What's up, dear Roberto? Man, we got a lot to unpack. Yeah, it's been a minute. We got, we got to, we got to. We took the all-star up. break off. Yeah, we, 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 we definitely went breaking. <sighs> Boy, did we ever. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about what's been going on with the Grizzlies. Uh, what's coming up. Some other NBA stuff as well. Um, so we got all that, but, but, and, and I don't even really want to talk about just the mess that we saw against Brooklyn. That, we, was, we, that was terrible. We, we can just oh, gloss over Oh, that, God. We'll do like the players should do. Like, act yeah, like we're done with happened. that one. Yeah. <laughs> move, move on to the next one for sure. Uh, but first, All-Star break. How was All-Star break for you? Nice and relaxing? Oh, very relaxing. It's, I had an opportunity to uh, do a 75th celebration party for my parents. They, they're both 75, and... So went back to Jersey, and it was a, a huge surprise for them. And whenever you're trying to do these things and you have the number of people, we had 100-plus people there, and you had that many people there, um, then you want you wanted to stay a surprise right. first and foremost. <laughs> um, but it was fun to get both sides of our family, my mom and dad's side, and both of their friend groups. And so it was a fun night, a lot of, a lot of reminiscing, a lot of dancing, some tears. I didn't cry. You though. danced? The whole night. Oh, wow. Listen, all you got to do is give me just a couple of drinks and some good <laughs> music. Because you're usually a one-drink minimum oh, or yeah, maximum guy. Yeah, I get one and then maybe, you know, two just because the drink is good. But you get a couple of those and, and some good music. And, yeah, it was a, a full night of dance. I had my dancing sneakers on. I didn't wear nice. those. So I, I wore some shiny sneakers. Oh, yeah? You know, it was a black tie event. So, you know, you usually got to get those shiny shoes. Uh, nice. Slippery as hell. Yeah, yeah. No, no you I got sneakers. I had on shiny. sneakers. So, yeah, I, so people were very envious of my feeling. <laughs> but that was good. And then just went and relaxed in a vineyard after that. And so it was uh, it was, it was, it was a really good take your mind off of reality for some time. I was uh, the most relaxed person in town. <laughs> I did, how, I did how, nothing. How often did you take off those sweats? I went four days without changing sweats, I think. <laughs> and then I put on other sweats for the next three days. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I laid outside or in bed watching college basketball. I watched a lot of college basketball because I was betting on it. I played maybe 15 hours of video you poker on that. my phone. I was waiting to see if you were going to say that one. Oh, my God. I mean, I was, I, was a, I was a horrible, just degenerate human being for eight days, and it was wonderful. I did make it out of the house uh, to go to the Tiger game. Went and saw the Tigers play. That was kind of fun. There you go. Yeah, and uh, go Tigers go. They, they had a nice win. They've had a couple of nice wins this week. Uh, so that was fun to go to. And boy, but it took, me, it took a lot for me to go. There was a long phone conversation of, you sure you want to go? Hey, listen, I mean, I could just sit here on the couch all night and watch basketball. I'm good. When you, you get sure? in that mode and, and someone's oh. like, let's go do this. Like, man, like I got to like, get up. And the, the thing about going to a sporting event is I also got to be around a lot of people. Right. <laughs> like, so I, that, that's, that is my thing now. And going to a sporting event at FedEx Forum around a lot of people I know. So much. And I, I feel like that even with – High school basketball, I would, I would love to go watch some people whose kids I know, but I start to look and say it's a big game. I mean, it's going to be a lot of people, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard. But I made it. I did it. I did. I, uh, I survived it, and uh, so that was good. And uh, I started detox on Friday uh, on the game, the game day. 
I, I told you right before the show started, I was like, I hope I can remember how to do this. <laughs> how about me? I had an earpiece on the wrong side. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's it was a good t- break. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's unfortunate because of the way the Grizzly season's going. I, I told people, like, the last couple of years, you know, you get into the break, and you need the break. Come fa- In our jobs, there are a couple of moments where you feel like, you need a break because you know one's coming. Yes. For us, it's been around Christmas. You yes. know, you get about three days off and you got Christmas and and it's usually a pretty nice little break. And then the next one's all-star break. You, you wait for And then you have the sprint to the finish. And, yes. you know, you're kind of refreshed and ready to go. Now, the last couple of years when all-star break came, after about three, four days, I was like, all right, I'm refreshed. Let's go. Let's go get it. Let's go. Let's go play some games. I miss this. Let's do it. And uh, this year, I was like, I need another four days. <laughs> <laughs> it was much different. So for all those fans out there that think that you're affected by when a team is out of a playoff race before All-Star break, just know we have those same feelings. Yeah. And we go to work, and we still, we're going to go and, and be the best broadcast that you're going to watch no matter what the circumstances are. But we also have those personal feelings inside of, Damn, I wish we was. I wish we, I wish we were still playing for a playoff spot. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's obviously been tough. But right before the All Star break, Grizzlies beat Houston, and then they beat Milwaukee. I watched that one in Jersey, and I how much fun pe- was that? Listen, I had the people in, at, at the bar that were just absolutely. I tried. They became Grizzlies fans. So long was sitting in there like no way to. You know, you, oh, you with the Grizzlies? They're gonna get their behinds kicked. I was like, oh well, let's just kind of watch the game and see what happens. And as it kept going on more and more, I was like, eh, what you think now? Like, oh, well, wait till it gets to the end. And, I was like, and in my mind, I'm like, damn. Really Were you sitting time. next to me? Because that's how I was feeling, too. <laughs> Same <laughs> way. So I got to the fourth quarter, and they, they continued to make big shots, even though they, they stalled out a little bit on the offensive end, but never allowed Milwaukee to make the big run. And then the full New Jersey came out of me. I mean, I was just a full-on shit talker from there. Yeah. And, and it's – uh. I, I don't know how you feel about Doc Rivers as a coach. I, I've kind of always felt like Doc Rivers has made a career out of winning a title with the Boston Celtics. <laughs> and, and, I, I, and he continues to get these opportunities. And I found it very interesting. I have this. J.J. Reddick. Did you hear J.J. Reddick's yes, comments? Yes, I, I, right, I, well, I, I, uh, I saw his comments. Well, for those who haven't heard, here's what J.J. Reddick uh, had to say on ESPN talking about uh, Doc Rivers after, after the All-Star break and how hard Doc talked about how hard his job is taking over a team midway through the season. All right, here's J.J. I've seen the trend for years. What's the trend? The trend is always making excuses. Get Doc. We get it. Taking over a team in the middle of the season is hard. It's hard. We get it. Just like getting traded in the middle season is hard for a player. We get it. But it's always an excuse. It's always throwing your team under the bus. They lose to Memphis. Oh, it's his players. Memphis was playing G League guys and two-way guys. And you look at his quotes over the weekend. Now he wants to take credit for the James Harden trade to the Clippers working out. He wants credit for that. Just no, there's never accountability with that guy. Wow. Can I tell you something? Sometimes there are some comments that have a little bit more personal meaning to them. You think? Than, than just a uh, pure analysis of a situation. And, and I already told you, my my anger is, is, is when it all went down, wasn't so much towards Doc Rivers and people had their feelings on Doc Rivers and what he's done and not done. 
uh, as a head coach, my situation was the fact that you fired a coach yeah. when you said that the, you didn't think the record was where it should have been, but you had the second best record in the, in, in the NBA. And fired him. And fired him. And then and so I, that to me, was that was the most bogus part of what, what went down was that Adrian Griffin, what first-year coach, could there have been better communication between him and the stars to maybe make things become better? Maybe that could have worked, but to At say that you're play it out. But to say that your record wasn't good enough when you're fucking the number two team in the NBA, not just in the Eastern Conference, they're the second best record in the NBA amidst whatever issues y'all thought you were having. Yeah. So it's like you could have talked it out. That, that to me was uh, the most bogus part. And then for the players to act like, well, we didn't know what happened. I, I, we can't. We found out the same way y'all found out. Whatever. Yeah. My favorite, though, part of this whole deal is Patrick Beverly, who's been yes. with the Bucks for a minute uh, and with Doc for a minute. Beverly says, this man, Doc, actually saved your career, started you when no one else wanted to, and you retire, go on TV and say that. I, I like Patrick Beverly. <laughs> I do. Well, listen, it, he could add a little toughness to that Bucks team. Yeah, he can, and maybe a level of accountability. Um the, the, the thing is that they they have they have all of what it takes to be good. It's just a matter of can you pull it all together with having it still was gonna take time to integrate a guy and Damian Lillard. How do you play with another star? You hadn't played with another star. They have superstar. the second best record in the league. <laughs> so but so it's like okay, well however you thought it should go, well it always had an opportunity to get better as they played together. And Chris Middleton was still in and out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. He's still in and out of the lineup. So you were missing him. You got rid of Drew Holiday, who was a, a defensive-minded player, who was also a, a guy who kept things together, was a glue guy. So it was going to take some time for it to all work. I, I, I already told you I root extremely hard against Milwaukee at this point, just for the way that they treated Adrian Griffin. That was terrible. All right, so then we had All-Star break, and uh, – Congratulations, Vince Williams Jr. being in the yes. Rising Stars game. I turned it on. He comes down and hits a three, and I think I changed the channel. So I saw everything I needed to see, and I was very happy for him uh, to be able to be in that game. I like how he even said he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to have some fun defense. I'll take the night off." Yeah, well, listen, everybody takes the night off man, yeah. at this point, also. And and for me, I, I didn't. I only saw him on the highlights because that was the night of the party. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. So I didn't get a chance to. I didn't get a chance to see Vince at all. Uh, in that situation, but I was happy when he got uh, the nod in terms of being able to to play because uh, it's just a testament to no matter where you're chosen, no matter what your role is, when you do get an opportunity to play, you go out and play to the best of your ability, help your team and in, in, to be as successful as possible, and you get rewarded for it. That yeah. was a good thing. He got rewarded for all of the effort that he put forth. All-Star Saturday night. Did you watch any of uh, All-Star Saturday night? Saturday night I did. I, we, we sat around. I didn't. I didn't that was a what nothing. What did you like? I uh, I enjoyed the the skills part, the skills mm-hmm. thing. I enjoyed the the three teams that they were able to put out there and, and do the, the skills part. I thought that that was entertaining. The three point shooting was was cool because you had so many guys yeah. right there. They had to have the shootout. To, yeah, to that get was down cool. to the three. That was I thought that was what that was well played. Uh, Steph and Sabrina. That was awesome. That I was thought. that was listen. Was, she was nailing them, man. She put the dang on pressure on. <laughs> uh, and, and and the thing is, I always say, and, and there's there's not you're not gonna get much difference between men and women when it just comes to just shooting the basketball. Right. 
And so for her to go out there and, and, and solidify that, that they can do it just as well as men can do and it. And I love she did it from the NBA line. Yes. And had and, and was like adamant about it. And that knocked, was awesome. And, and, and was knocking shot down after shot. So that that was uh, interesting. And then I thought the, the, dunk, the dunk contest to me was just lackluster. I thought the, the judging was awful. Um, and I think we had a guy, I mean, Jalen Brown made it to he made it. No way in the world he should have been in the, yeah. the final part. I was happy that we had a guy of his status take the, take that, that risk and be involved in it. Right. Um, but I thought it was, it was, it was, was the, all right. the worst part of the dunk contest, and I think it's part of the reason why the dunk contest is looked at as not being very good, is the broadcast of the dunk contest is absolutely awful. I used to think the home run derby broadcast was the worst thing. You could, I mean, it was just Boomer going back, back, back. Here's the next one. Back, back, back. And it was like, oh, my God. I mean, you just couldn't take it anymore. The dunk contest, to hear these guys arguing back and forth whether a dunk was good, nice, great, awesome, okay, done before, all they do is argue and tear down every dunk that's... Oh, it wasn't clean. That one hit the rim. I mean, it was nice. It was nice. Not great. Not... And it's like, what are you doing? I mean, they're, they're doing shit that you don't see in games. Give them a little credit. The dude jumped over Shaq. Well, he didn't jump directly. Oh, my God. Are you serious? All they do is kill these dunks. They just kill them. And I'm like, shut the hell up. I mean, I'm trying... I'm trying to enjoy it, and all their and Kenny's just arguing. Oh, that's a that's a in Reg. That's a fifty. That's a fifty. No, that's a forty-nine and a. That's a forty-nine point eight. No, it's a fifty. Oh my God, are we arguing like this seriously? Well, it's that, miserable. I, I think that was the 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 thing that happened the most was the Kenny Reggie battling going back yes. and forth. Yes, and like, it's and, but, it's terrible. But it went, but it went that went all the way to. How many championships? Like our team would have beat your team. No, that, I yeah. Mean, it was like, oh, we we worried about Lajuan. Yeah, we would worry about Lajuan, but the rest of y'all, we would have been fine against. Yeah. I was like, that these man, these, these, these two are they're they're going at it, but not it. It was we're going at each other, but we've really not. But we are. It was it was during the dunk contest. It was it was. It was uh it was entertaining. They just ruin it for me. It's <laughs> terrible, and I mean it was. I thought it was okay. It was, the dunk contest, the dunk contest was, was okay. It was all right. It was. Listen, yeah. I, I like seeing the the different people. I like seeing people. Little Mac McClung is pretty unbelievable. Hell what yeah. he can the, do. The, the thing is, I, they all can do what I can't do. All can do what I what, couldn't. What do. most human beings can't do. That's why it's amazing. Nah, it's just nice. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. Um. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I, I mean, at some. First of all, Mac McClung, they asked him to come back a third year, and he said no, and everybody's like, oh, because he's going to want money, blah, 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 blah. Man, he's got to come up with more ideas. Yes, exactly. I mean, this, That's this, hard. I'm going to tell you this much, Roberto. It almost is getting to the point where the dunk contest is, find these dudes out here that for real do this. I mean, you can go on on, on whatever, YouTube, any yeah, social you media, and you see some dudes doing some dunks that you're like, oh, shit. What the hell was that? Yeah. I mean, you might as well allow them to be involved in just to make it a show, just to make it a try. I mean, if, if, if NBA guys 
aren't really going to be that into it to do it. And you're not having to reach to guys that play in the G League. And yeah, I mean, you might as well open it up to everyone, to those people who are, who are for real dunkers that do it and make it exciting. All-Star Weekend, when they talked about all the young stars in the league, they omitted a name. When they talk about the future of the league, they continue to omit a name. John Morant's name continues to not come up. Wouldn't that be great to come back All-Star Game last next year and kind of be his coming out, I'm back, y'all better put some respect on my name? Boy, if if he came back and and put his name in that ring uh, and went out and, and did the dunks that we're – it's like it's the it's the flair at which he does it. It's his name that will be behind it. Uh, I think it will again just put him in those conversations again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just think the 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 suspension. Then you combine that with them being out for the season. It's been forgotten. It's allow it allows you it allows them to talk about other people. And a lot of what happened with the suspension took away all of him being the face of the NBA. Right. Like that's what that was the biggest. Like it, it hurt him in, in terms of financial because you didn't you didn't make money for those games that you had to be out. It was a suspended without pay, but I but I think it also hurt in terms of the way that he was portrayed and where he was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's nothing to say that he can't get that back um, because he'll go out there and play games and he's still the most the most electrifying player uh, in the NBA with what he's able to do on the floor. And I say. It's people would say like he's like Allen Iverson. He's like just say yeah, but the difference between him and any of these other guards you talk about, there's no one that's been that explosive and does it above the rim as much as they can do it below the rim. Right. And and so that's what makes him uh, so much of a special player. But but the the because of what happened with the suspension, it definitely t- took a hit on the national talk about him. Yeah, and that perception certainly could change all of next season. Uh, you know, oh, in a heartbeat. What the Grizzlies be- can do. And, and I just think that's something that, I mean, can, can you imagine Reggie and Kenny? Now we got somebody oh, yeah. who can dunk. <laughs> now we got, oh, that's a 50, 49.9, 50. <laughs> and it'd be, I mean, he, he and, if, and if he came out and he won it, um, I mean, and, oh, he saved the dunk contest, <laughs> you know, and all that stuff, so. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if it would even be a possibility, but uh, it, that'd be pretty awesome. All right, then we had the All-Star game. Trash. What'd you think? Trash. And, and the thing I say about the All-Star game, man, is you, you, you don't have to go out and play. No one's asking you to play game speed. That's not, that's well, un- Kenny that's said un- it best in the pregame show. He said Summer League. That, that's all you have play to do. Play Summer League. It, where there is there's a hint. Know what the best thing about All-Star games is when – one guy gets going and another guy, and then they guard each other. Mm-hmm. And you just give them the ball again and say, oh, let's see how we go do it again. Yeah. Because what people want to see is you get all of that talent all together. I want to see how your talent stacks up to the next person's talent. Yeah. And then it used just to be, it used to be a, just a personal pride of, oh, I'm, I'm going to go out here and show what I do against this next person. I mean, now it's, it's, it has it is become laughable watching it at this point. Dude shooting... To go out there and say how much further can I shoot the ball? That's not showing any skill. I, I mean, to, to, well, to me, it's sad that the highlight is seeing Dame be able to shoot from all over the gym. We all but know, that, but that's it. You, we all I know. Mean, he, like, the, the, bounce, no the, bounce, the bounce pass to LeBron that LeBron dunked that was pretty cool. Um, 
But is the level of there's competition? There's just no. I mean, there's, there's nothing. Luca was an embarrassment. Yes, an embarrassment being on the floor. I, I would have never. I would have just said, "Hey, just sit down." Right. And the thing is, if you don't, here's my thing. If guys are like, "Well, this is my break," don't accept the All Star nod. Just say, just thank, say, you, say but, thank I appreciate it, but I'd rather go on vacation, and then go on vacation. Like they do in the Pro Bowl, not, which ultimately eliminated the Pro Bowl. That's, but that's if, if that's what it has to come down to, then that's what it comes down to. But this, I, I say for, for professional basketball, for anybody in professional sports, there is a give and take in the sport. And when you are considered to be the best, then there's going to be more asked of you. And we can say because of the money, it is what. But that's, that's how the league continues to go. Because your, your talent is so much and that it gets people to continue to want to watch. And then they're going to pay you big money for it. But then there's a give that you have to give back. And then the give back is you owe it to everybody else to go out there and at least compete a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not play, just compete a little bit. I'm going to keep a guy in front of me. If you make a shot, I'm not going to try to contest and get in the way of you coming down. But I'm going to make you at least, I'm going to jump straight up. You shoot it. I'm going to box. We're going to run. Like the five guys are going to get back on defense. We'll know who we're guarding. It won't be just, all right, you get the ball. Now you shot it that far. Okay, now I shoot it this far. And then you shoot. Lucas shot a shot from the other end of the court with. 20 seconds on the shot clock just to shoot the basketball. And it's just like, oh, that was fine. It's, it's, it's just what I say is, and, and this game is, that when I say give and take, right now the take is becoming more than the give. And when that happens, that means that eventually there are going to be rules and stipulations put in place that people aren't going to like. And the reason why they continue to make more money and continue to make more money is because, yes, the brand continues to grow, but once people start becoming disinterested in it, then it doesn't continue to grow, and that's what that's what they don't want to happen. And so, you you just they, they have to keep in mind that, in some way, shape, or form, there has to be a some level of competitive fire. Like I step on the court to play basketball, I'm I'm still out here. And if you wanted to just be your break, say I don't want to accept being an all star. I just want to go on break yeah. and stop complaining about where the all star game is. Like it, the 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 all star game is gonna be. You go, you play. The parties, you make the party what it is. You don't want to go out. And then you go and go off to wherever nice place you want to go to. Like, there, there's, there's so much complaining that is absolutely ridiculous with the complaining that they have done. And you can tell it's frustrated the commissioner. I mean, when, he went, up, when he went up there and read the score, he had to catch himself. Because it's ridiculous. <laughs> At this point, it's just it's ridiculous. And, and I don't know what you do because I, you can only say you got to play harder. But I I don't know if they would. And I ho- I don't want the game to go away. I, I've you know have great memories of watching the All Star Game. I, I think one of the big problems is that everybody loves each other now. Everybody's best of friends. Well, that, I mean, that's there's a whole... no East West pride or no team pride or nothing like that. Well, it's because they become friends from. If you want to go back to you start playing AAU and instead of just you taking the team in the area that you're from, it's just this, we get this guy from over here. He comes right. and play with us. This guy comes and play. This guy comes and play. But it used to be like I'm, I got my guys that's over here, and we gonna you get your guys, and now we are gonna go out here and we are gonna try to beat you, and he gonna get his guys, and this person over here gets their guys. But now it's like well nah, I'm gonna get you from over there, you from over there, you from over here, you, and then we all get together, and then they get to it's just. I, I mean, they're, they're still, hey, man, you go out there and compete against somebody as hard as you can compete. The game is over. Y'all want to go get something to drink? That's fine. Go get something to drink later mm-hmm. and have dinner. But when you're in the moment, we're in the moment. And then the moment is 
I'm trying to win at all costs. Play. Yeah. I hope it doesn't go away, but I don't know what they can do to motivate the guys to play. But when you heard the comment from Anthony Edwards, I'm on break. Like I'm not. I'm not gonna go out here and play hard. We. This is my. Don't go. Right. That's 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 my my thing is if you really don't want to play at that level, don't go. Don't accept it. Right. Yeah. Um, all right, then the Grizzlies come out of the break, uh, and I, I come out of my comatose, and the Grizzlies <laughs> play the Los Angeles Clippers. What a great game that was! It was Boy. it was fun. It was entertaining. It was uh, it was it was down to the wire. Uh, Grizzlies lose to the Clippers, but it was a uh, it was a. I mean, that, that was three games in a row that we were like, wow, this is you know they're they're making it fun to watch. That was fun to watch. They were making the other teams have to play until the end. Yeah. Like there was no, oh yeah, there was no emptying the bench. There was no, and, and so what that got you a chance to do it is you got an opportunity to watch all of the big name players. You watch Giannis play into the end. You watch Lillard play into the end. You got a chance to watch Kawhi, Paul George, James Harden, Russell Westbrook play into the end. Yeah. Now we we didn't know it was gonna be Terrence Mann who still stole the show. <laughs> he stole the show with this double double that he was able to put up. But but they forced him to have to play. Teron Lue had to coach all the way into you know so. All of those things make for a good basketball game. And, and the, the, the Grizzlies, they, they competed their butts off. It just came down to the end where one team was able to execute better than the other team, and that was the outcome. Yeah, and then, then we had the Brooklyn game, and that was a mess. And it was disappointing. It was a dud. I mean, I, I try to look at the positive aspect of it. There have been a ton of losses this year. <laughs> you know, we're, I mean, this is a bad year. We haven't had many duds, and that, that was a dud. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was a – you had the five, six-game run where you competed very hard, won a couple games against winning teams, teams that were in the playoffs, and then you came and played against a, a team that was in struggle mode. And so uh, I thought they just let their foot off of the pedal just enough to allow Brooklyn to be the aggressor. And with being the aggressor, um, they dominated the game from beginning to end, and rightfully so. Yeah. Um, so now uh, looking down at the Grizzlies roster, uh, we've talked so much about Gigi. We've talked so much uh, about uh, Vince, two guys who have taken two-way deals and turned them into full-time NBA contracts. Amazing. Uh, two fines. Lamar Stevens is a guy now that we're talking about. Guy's got an opportunity, and, and when he comes in the game, things happen. Boy, he has been fantastic. Hasn't he? Uh, and he's been fantastic in every scenario, whether it, it is guarding a big, guarding a small. The team is up points. They're down. They need a boost. Uh, he rebounds extremely well. Uh, he knows who he is on the offensive end. Uh, uh, it, it has been it has been fun to watch him compete and show the others on the team who are trying to continue to get to being a regular in the NBA what it takes to get there. I think he's been a perfect role model in Cleveland, had a role, goes to Boston, no role, now comes here to Memphis, last year of a deal, having to prove. I, understand, I know exactly what that last year of your deal what that looks like and right. what you have to do to continue to try to show people you belong. Well, he has shown and, and gone above and beyond showing that he belongs. Certainly, now he's on the final year of his deal, but certainly has shown that if you can get him on a good deal, he could be a good person to have in your rotation. I, I, this is 
Definitely that, but I say this much. If you try to do it too much of a good deal, he won't be here. Yeah, right. Because it, there's definitely... And the Grizzlies, you know, have to be careful with their deals because they're so front-loaded on certain yes. players that you got to find good bargains, which is why you wonder, could you do something like now? Trying. Trying to wrap it up now and Trend. before you get to that point. Trying right? to steal them. To, yeah, exactly. <laughs> can't, can't, can't be a steal. This, I mean, the same way that you talk about the steal of Gigi Jackson, if he continues to elevate his game year after year yeah. with what they've been able to do with him. And and so uh, also with Vince Williams Jr., with, with, with the contract they've been able to do, these are cap-friendly contracts yeah. that you got on Which two guys. Which you have to have. Exactly. Which you got on two guys who are young, they have a very good upside. Uh, and I think Lamar gives you a, 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 settle, a real pro, like a guy, I know what you are, I know what you can do. Now, can, you, can your skills continue to get better? They can, they can continue to grow in some ways. But present day, you know exactly what you're going to get from him. Man, I, and I loved, you know, Coach was really, against Brooklyn, Coach was really kind of asking them to communicate a lot better defensively. He was barking things constant, constantly, constantly, telling guys where, I'm like, he's played five games, and he's telling guys where to be, where, where they need to help. He got on Utah's ass one time because there was no help and he needed yes, help and yes. got beat on a basket. Um, so I liked it. I mean, he he comes in and, you know, he even used the term, you know, we got a lot of dogs and, and that's why we can compete. And I think he's one of those type of guys. Yeah, and he's a, he's a guy that holds himself accountable but then holds his teammates accountable. Yeah. And the, the quotes that you hear from other teams, especially stars, Tatum was talking about how, much he's going to be missed in the locker room. Like, those are positive statements for what you can do for the next team. Yeah. Because you also need guys who are going to be positive off the floor for you. We saw what he does on the floor. But if you also can be an asset to this team off of the floor, then that just makes it that much more of a nice fit. We say goodbye to Jacob Gilliard. Tough. I mean, as I, as I tell, my kids are my kids are like, Dad, well, why do we do that to Gilliard? He played well. That's, that's just so wrong that they would do that. It's like, listen to what I tell you all. Y'all know what my y'all know what dad's motto is. The sport of basketball stops when you get to this level. It becomes the business of basketball. Yeah. And he just got bit by the business of basketball. Yep. Out of uh, out of options, couldn't play uh, any more games for the Grizzlies. Uh, they could have sent him back down to the hustle, but they needed the roster spot, so they signed Jordan Goodwin uh, to the two-way deal. The former St. Louis U Billiken. Uh, so now we got a couple Billikens in the house. That's kind of exciting. So happy for him, and uh, it'll be interesting to see you know what sort of opportunity he gets here down the stretch, because that's another guy who has NBA experience. He comes in as an NBA guy. Yeah, and, and in his short stints, he's shown some some, yeah. some positive plays. And, I mean, eventually we start saying, well, this guy's good, this guy. But it's still going to become a numbers game at some point in time because they, they still have to fill some roles that are high needs in, in, in terms of filling out the roster. And, and the, the biggest one is find the center. Yeah. They, they, they're still this – in this offseason, they're going to have to find a center. Number one priority, I would guess. Uh, all right, coming uh, coming up for the Grizzlies, we uh, we got the uh, Timberwolves. Uh, they're tough. They're a, they're a, they're a load. And congratulations to Mike Conley getting a new two year deal. Yeah, listen, How about Mike, that? Mike's gonna ride. Mike, on. we're trying to retire your number. Damn it. <laughs> Shit. Mike said, "You retired the number when I'm when I retire. <laughs> I'm gonna make his. They giving out they giving out nice checks right now. And I'm gonna continue to be a beneficiary Man. of it. And as long as he physically looks good, um, you know, and, and they they uh, and and he has a real chance of winning the championship. And has a really good role with that team. Great role. And plays it 
And they well, got star, and, and they got a bona fide star. Yeah. Um, and then the Trailblazers for two. Again, it, these would be two games where if the Grizzlies go out and play the way that we've seen them play before the Brooklyn game, then they put themselves like you. You you still want to have some reward for all the hard work you put in. Mm-hmm. You don't want every game to be like, oh, we played hard, we were right there, but we didn't win. And I think for this for at this moment, they have an opportunity to say. We have we went out, we played hard, and you get the W. It just feels so much better going in the locker room with a W over the we played hard, but yeah. And then back uh, back at Brooklyn to take on the Nets again, and then in Philadelphia, next team Wednesday. in turmoil. I mean, at this point, you start talking about. I heard them now talking about maybe shutting and be down. Oh gosh. Uh, I mean, it went from surgery, can be back to. Surgery, no surgery, going to keep rehabbing to now should they shut them down. And if they shut them down, that means that, in essence, the season is shut down for them. By the way, this on the Nets, a quick note on the Nets. They fired Jacques Vaughn. They had no direction before Jacques Vaughn was fired. They have no direction today. What, what are they what, – what was that move about? I, I have I, – I talk, we talked about it last night on the telecast. I have no idea. I mean, you, you don't have a star – on the team, you just got a team. No, of very they're not good. like the. They're not in a situation like the Grizzlies, where right. they're thinking, "Hey, next year we got all this." Right? No. No. There's not. This there's, is their team. I mean, so I, I maybe we don't watch them enough. We're not there every day. We don't know if there was how they were losing, what was going on. But from from the outside looking in, um, I don't know how much more he could have done with the team that that they have. That, 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 right. That's the way I leave it. Like I, I don't know how much more. They should, maybe they should ex- have twenty-two wins <laughs> right. I don't instead know. of twenty. What were your expectations? Yeah. Um, up until that point. All right. Um, all right. Big story in college basketball this week. Were you ever court stormed? Uh, I, I, I don't remember. Like if we, if we were, I don't. We were never. I don't think we were ever good enough. Ranked high enough we to be court high, stormed. Exactly. Like we were. Yeah. I think my highest rankings was were in the teens. Okay. And so if someone would have beat us, I don't think you're – Yeah. I mean, and we weren't going to get beat by some team that only won three times. There's outrage, you know, this week. Yeah, so I hear. I mean, I, and, and rightfully so. I mean, I think they had to figure out – number one, I don't know what – why put those people in those yellow coats in front of the <laughs> section? And you put, you put eight of them, but you got a thousand kids that's sitting in there. They're coming. They're storming. It's, it's a storm. Right, like it, and, and those eight people eventually when Two or three people rush at them. Shit, they move out the way. Yeah. And I would move out the way. Well, I'm not about to stand here and risk my life and limb for you running on the floor. The thing that I say is uh, the player safety is one thing. When I, my thing is altercations is what I worry about mostly because I just lost a game. Like, I'm a high-ranked team. We just lost to a team we should have beat. And now y'all – so I'm already fuming at that. And now you run on the floor. Comments will be said. You bump into me. I'm afraid that the next thing you're gonna see is one of these dudes lay somebody out. Yeah. And then everybody's gonna be up and on. Why? How do you do that? Hey, bro. Just you. The reason why it happens is because I'm already upset. You let these assholes run on the floor yelling at me, saying whatever. It, this is now. It's just in the moment. If it was maybe some other time, I'm like, oh, whatever. During the game, you've been calling me names. I'm not running in the stands, coming to get you. But now that you step onto the court, now you're in. Now you're in my arena. Like before, other than that, you understand that's your arena. My arena is these lines that are painted on the floor. Mm-hmm. Once you step inside that, and you got the comments, and I'm just afraid of 
Not the injury. I'm afraid of a player retaliating. Yeah. At that in that instance, and so they got to come up. Should they, they be banned, or should we I, ban the court storming? I don't think you have to ban it, but I think you have to at least delay it. And here's I don't. What, here's it, what you do. You you can put. 150 guys in yellow coats around the court. That's not going to help anyone. No. Give me 20 dudes in yellow coats that each are assigned someone from the other team. That I'm yes, going to get them out of here. Gotcha. And then they get the team. Or somehow have... See, here's the, the, here's the problem is you still got five guys on the court. So how do I get a right. yellow coat guy to run to that guy, that the one guy that's here, one guy that's over there, yeah. one guy's over here. So, so the, the thing is there has to be... It has to be stressed and announced before a game in some way, shape, or form. It has to be in that if, this, if, the, if it wins, let, these team, let the team shake hands and then let them get off the court. Our team can stay. Y'all run and jump on them. But, and that's when, even if, it's, even if you wait the 15 seconds to allow those five guys that's on the court to get to the bench. Right. Now you can say surround the bench with all of those, with those guys. And now the people are able to get to the locker room or wherever you're going. Yeah. But but they, there has to be some level of delay when that happens to a lot of these players. Also, the officials. Because if you've been hot at the official all game for not making the call, and all of a sudden now you run on the floor, bumping to them, running, oh, you suck this. I mean, that's, that's, now you're into something different. I just I don't want to take away the, that joy. Like, you want to celebrate with your team? I'm like, oh, go ahead, celebrate. But we got to figure out, you got to figure out a better way for it to happen. Yeah. Uh, spring training, excited? Oh man, I I, I am just spring reigns a uh, hope eternal, uh, I believe. That's that's, that's a, the the life of a Mets fan. That's and and, and so yeah, I, I'm I am. The you know the thing that gets me about the whole baseball spring training thing is how they just literally their home becomes somewhere else for a couple of months. Like yeah. these beautiful stadiums, and then the other thing that gets me, where in the hell do these people work? That the stadiums can be filled the way they are during the week <laughs> for afternoon games, though. Like, that, that, like that is they're the, Florida people. They're all retired, man, and they all come to the games. Between them and in Arizona, it's like it's, it's crazy. This, this is amazing to see how many people are able to do this. They're damn kids in school. Like you just take a kid out of school, yeah. and kids they're running around like what's what? Yeah. What what is? And you just do a whole month down there and play ball, and then when it's over, you come back home and then it starts and, and there you go 162 let's get after it yeah, so to me it's, it's amazing how they pick up move and have brand new have a brand new home these stadiums and what there's a question i know we got to go a question for you is what do they do with these stadiums when those teams aren't there for summer league they're used oh. for like uh, rehab and minor league uh like the minor league team will work out there there it's a facility for you it's a facility for your like extended spring training. When spring training's over, some guys are left back because they're injured, or some guys are left okay. back because they're not good enough, and they'll have extended spring training. So there, it's a complex that's used by the organization throughout the year for various. But I'm telling you, this and the Cardinals like like the Cardinals, they share it with Florida. So Florida and St. Louis, Miami and St. Louis have the same facility. Because okay. I was about to say that's a lot of damn money to spend oh. on something that's. Literally, we gonna go down there and play for how long? Did it, a month or two months? It's a month. One month, we go down there and play at this. It's a month and a half, yeah. Right month at this half. fantastic, fantabulous because these things are not just your little shabby go down and play at the little mm. field down here. Like these are mini big sta- league ballparks. Yeah, like it's like really mini stadiums. Yeah, 
that they have erected. That's the coolest thing about spring training is it is a mini stadium. I mean, yes. when you go to the game, it's like, wow, I'm sitting this close to these big leaguers who are playing a game. This is what I see at like a huge stadium, and I'm seeing it in this little college-like stadium and watching. The we gotta go. Play. It's I wanna, awesome. I want to go. Spring training is awesome. I'm I, I never. I, you know, you know how I am with baseball. I'm not. I'm a playoff baseball guy. It's tough for us because we have to be in yeah. Phoenix or in Miami for us to be able to go. Well, maybe we just one of these or days. Maybe we in got, Orlando. Maybe, 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 that's what I'm saying. Uh, we, we got some. Day, maybe we got some days. We got a couple of days off. Just jump down there for a minute and come back. I would love to just see. It's watching on TV. I'll just tell you, I am absolutely amazed right, at how they're able to do that. It's fun. It's cool. All right, that'll do it for us. You good? Anything else? No, I got off my chest, but I wanted to get off my chest. All right, good. Yeah, the All-Star game, trash. Trash. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Night Court. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you follow us on Twitter as well. It's at the Fish Nation. That's where you can get me. You can get Brevin at Night uh, Brevin Night 22. That's at Brevin Night 22. And then the show at Night Court 22 as well. Continue to listen. Tell your friends about the show. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. For BK, I'm Fish. Talk to you next week on Night Court. Peace. But I got one footnote. Oh, yeah? I'm trying to get fish working out. I'm back in the gym. I'm coming out with the six-pack this summer. Yeah, and then you'll have some stupid surgery for a shoulder labrum. <laughs> and you'll be like, rehab sucks. And I'll be like, yeah, that's why I don't work out, dude. <laughs> All right. Adios. <laughs>